Welcome to Alive and Kicking, the 90s football podcast. The podcast that's more 90s than saying, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be. You, you know if you know. My name's Ash Rose, your host and your guide on this, the original 1990s football podcast. And once again, I am joined by the landlord of the football tavern, the finest pub establishment on the Twitterverse, Mr. Ed Chambers. Ed, how are you today on this sunny day, my friend? I am very well, thank you, Ashley. Yeah, good to be speaking to you again. Um, I was just sort of reflecting the other day, actually, on um, having a conversation with um, Guy Whittingham. And uh, what a Name nice dropping what, already, are we? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, what what a nice bloke he was. And um, but I um, I had this thing on like you know social media trying to sort of say that we'd spoken to Guy, but I was really struggling with not writing he's a nice guy or he's a he's a really nice guy or great guy. And so I was trying my my hardest sort of rewording tweets and stuff. You, on the other hand, went like full out. You even <laughs> called the show 90s Guy. You threw in a song with the word Guy in it. You kind of went to the opposite extreme. Man, I am a person who writes for a kid's magazine for a living. Like <laughs> if there's a pun or an alliteration yeah. that can yeah, be had, that's definitely it. Um, that song you mentioned as well, don't just discard it like it's some song I found. That is Diana King, yes. Shy Guy, from the Bad Boys soundtrack. I was, I was quite surprised to see that dropped in there, actually. I was expecting like uh, the sort of uh, intro music for Alive and Kicking, and it I was know, a nice, I thought little, nice little twist. Oh, yeah, nice little twist. Well, no, nice it kind of also but... stemmed from our conversation, which was probably going to be an ongoing conversation over the next few weeks, although it can't be today, because we were talking, obviously, about Top of the Pops... 1990s or whatever yeah. it's called on a, on a Saturday yeah. night that they're currently doing. And there I was like, this past Saturday, all ready to go for 1997, yeah. as we discussed on, on the last show. And for some reason, BBC yeah. Two, I can't even remember what was on in its place. I don't even know if it was a thing that had to be on last Saturday. I don't even Possibly. recall what it was. Wasn't maybe it's was just the, maybe it's just the whole bank holiday weekend thing. Maybe maybe it was about but it wasn't on. And I but was it's on this Saturday, right? Yeah, but I was aghast. Like I thought, you know, you had that panic where you thought you'd missed it, and I know it doesn't yeah. matter in 2022 because it will be on iPlayer or somewhere you'll find it or yeah, yeah, on YouTube. Because yeah. it's, it's it's 1997 this week. It's 1997. It's the Which year is, of the Hanson. So it's a bit of a bit of a weird music kind of year, if I remember rightly. I, I expect so, it to be one of those where, much like 96, where you go, oh, yeah, that yeah, was 97 and that think, was 97. Yeah, I think um, Spice Girls uh, Spice Girls are still kind of really oh, yeah. featuring. Big um, time. Who, yeah. who, do you think, who do you think you are? Which, yeah. um, if I'm honest with you, right, Guilty Pleasure. I bloody love that song. I, well, I almost tweeted watching that and I couldn't be bothered with the responses in the end because it was too late. I think yeah. Say You'll Be There might actually be the best pop song of all time. Oh, purely is, uh, pop, like yeah, in a pop yeah. category. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and agree to that. No, I, well, it's a, it is. No one but, will ever agree. It's purely, you know, it's but, to each to their own. Yeah, but I, I but, think that's their best song. I just think it's yeah. just an absolute banger of a tune. So. Um, yeah, Men in Black came out in '97 as well. Will Smith um, again. Second uh, mention uh, of the show for Will Smith. Of course, yeah. Will, Will Smith, obviously, uh, currently in hiding. Uh, yes, but uh, he's in hiding at the moment. But yeah, Men in Black. But then, of course, uh, Candle in the Wind. That was a uh, number one. Oh, for, that, w- uh, that definitely was '97, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that had been. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, but, uh, I've told that story of my delivering the newspaper on this show numerous times. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it was a long morning well, that morning. I, I, re- I remember my um, my my mum was on the phone to my nan, right? 
and uh, on a sun on the Sunday morning, and she was and my nan was as deaf as a post. Seriously, like she lived down in Cornwall, and my mum could have just leaned, leaned out the window and shouted down to her. You know, she was that deaf. And um, so my mum was on the phone going, "It's so tragic, mum. You know, she was so young." And I'm thinking, "Oh my god, like one of my aunties is dead, right?" And I came. <laughs> I came down the stairs and my dad was like, oh, yeah, you never guess, like, Princess Diana's died. <laughs> it was my reaction at the time. Well, my, 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 my reaction was a little bit like, right, so it's, it's not my auntie then. That's, yeah, you know, we're all I, all right. I, yeah, it's, yeah, like, my immediate family's okay. That's a bit selfish, but, yeah. you know, that was the way that was the way I was feeling. At the yeah, time. So me too. Yeah, yeah. If, if you love your royals, you love your royals. But, yeah, it was, it was a very exactly, strange yeah, so, reaction yeah, to this country. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that night. Yeah. Thing. Did Before, you? Um, Barbie, on, sorry, so I was, I was just cheating and looking at the official top forty from 1997. We will talk oh, yeah. about. We will talk about forty. Uh, forty. We'll talk about football in a minute. But Barbie girl, that was a big. That's number two. So that'll oh, be in a lot of Barbie girl. Puff Daddy. Such, I'll be such a, such a weird year for music, but somewhere mixed in all of that. Um, did a bit, bit of um, Sweet Symphony come out in 97? Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah. the end. Towards, towards the, the end, end of the year, yeah. it's probably around the sort of time Robbie Williams started releasing Angels and all that sort of stuff. What a terrible song that is! Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest with you, I'd, I've never liked that song, and I've never really been a big fan of Robbie Williams. No, but um, I just remember '97, but I'm not looking at it, I just remember it being a, like a real up and down year for music. There's like, a lot of dancey crap as well, yeah. As like, well. It, like '96 was pretty decent, then '97 was like. Let's call yeah. it what it is. It was a okay. bit. Well, let's look forward to it and stop because this isn't Top of the Pops 97, the podcast. No, although that would be quite fun. And maybe that'll yeah. be the next spin off venture, Alive and Kicking, yeah. the Top of the Pops podcast. But yeah, um, yeah let's talk football. <laughs> watch, just before we go, modern day, did you watch a game last night? Um, well, I, well, yeah, as we recalled, so we, last night was Real Madrid, Man City in yeah. what the Champions League knockout ship are becoming the most bonkers games. Yeah. Of the season, um, yeah. I mean, what can you say? They had it won in the 89th minute. Uh, I think they had a, Real Madrid had a one percent chance of going through. I think some stat person said on Twitter this morning. Exactly. I um I broke the um the Twitter cardinal sin last night, and a few people have noticed it. Where I tried to cheekily delete it, where um I said, "Oh, bet you wait for, bet you wait for a right." Really unhappy that it's an all English final again, <laughs> and because uh, I wasn't watching things because yesterday was my yesterday was my wedding anniversary. Oh yeah. So, so happy wedding anniversary 10 years mr mr chambers thank you you very much but um yeah so i was so i wasn't really watching it i was keeping an eye on the score and uh i seen it one nil at 89 minute i thought well that's it right and obviously i then tweeted it out and someone wrote below it was like uh do you want to check that again i was like (laughs) um so a few people have mentioned it but what i was amazed about that was this morning that i was listening to like catching up with some of it from last night and um Man City were ahead four times mm. in the league by more than by more than one goal. It's crazy. Four occasions, and they still didn't go through. So you can almost argue that they've got themselves to blame. To be perfectly honest, but there's something there's something happening with Real Madrid right now. Yeah, you know, I'd worry if I was a Liverpool fan for yeah, that final. To get, yeah, it's almost like it doesn't matter who they play in the final because they've just there's that written in the stars kind of thing. They they got through PSG, they got through Chelsea, they got through now they've got through Man City. It's like it's almost like there's only Liverpool left, and I say only Liverpool. I mean they're a world class 
Yeah. Know, it's either, right I feel like it's, but... it could go two ways. They're either going to do what you say or Liverpool yeah. are just going to thump them. Yeah. And it's going to be the end yeah. of the road. It's, exactly, yeah. So it's going to go one way or the other. But um, I read someone trying to say the other day that Ancelotti was a lucky manager, which is just the biggest load of cobbler <laughs> I've ever heard. You don't win the league in every major league. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, and... even, even if you've got the world's best players, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to win trophies. No, well, look at I, to... I think the Man, I think Man United are the biggest example of that, and the biggest proof no, that coaching is still the number one thing to be a super oh, club because like arguably making decisions at the right time. Yeah, they have on paper a world class team. If they, you know, I'm not saying it's perfect, but they have world class yeah. players, and it's exactly. not worked with, because they haven't had a world class manager. Exactly. So maybe they need Sir Alex Ferguson because that's where our remit usually uh, sits yeah. with, doesn't it, Mister? But a bit. But um, a bit closer to home, I suppose, is the the fact that Bournemouth went up instead of, um, you know, Forrest gave it a good go. And I think the referee's decisions didn't help him in that game the other night. But I think, you know, I think Bournemouth probably deserved to go up on, on the shape of the fact that they've been second for whatever feels like a lifetime. I'm going to sound very bitter, but I mean, yeah, the two most expensive squads with the two most expensive wage bills in the championship yeah. have got promoted. I mean, it's that's, not a... Yeah, it's not rocket science. So that's, yeah. That's that's often the way it goes, though. I mean, you can't, yeah. you know, it's, it's the same in in a lot of in a lot of leagues. But um, next season it will be Norwich, of... obviously, because yeah, so exactly, con- exactly. we yeah, should I mean, say that's... this now. Congratulations to Norwich on winning the yeah. championship in 2022-23. <laughs> and commiserations to Fulham for who have been relegated. Yes, <laughs> so that's that one out of the way. But of course, of course, we've reached um, the end of the season, which is basically um, what what is termed as pitch invasion season. So it is obligatory at the end of a season to just invade the pitch. Yeah. Right. That's right. So you're not allowed to do it for like 51 weeks of the year or whatever. And then yeah. that one week at the end of the season, you're allowed to, you're allowed to, I mean, it felt like the whole of Bournemouth was on the pitch at the end of that game. Um, what I don't understand about pitch evasions um, is that I, I don't mind them in the right circumstances. I've been at QPR where they've evaded the pitch where we finished 12th on the last yeah. day of the season, which is the most yeah. pointless thing ever. Exactly. I hate that. Like yeah. there's, there's no point to be on the, I, and, but I also yeah. don't get once you're on the pitch, people just walk around. Like there's no, yeah. I don't yeah. understand the fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. is it because yeah. it's a little bit naughty, but once you're on it, unless yeah. there's a massive celebration you're looking at, which I think yeah. we've, I've had, we've had a lot of trade in the past where the players come back out and you can all sing and cheer. I get yeah. that. But the, I thought this watching the Bournemouth game the other night, there was a lot of people just just walking around like and yeah. not really knowing what to do and you always you always get that one bloke who falls over which then yeah. takes down about four or five other yes. blokes at the same time but then i often wonder about right so they're not in a forest players right so they've just lost one nil right yeah. and they're obviously a bit you know depressed that they've, they've just like their chance of going up automatically has, has gone um and they've done very well to get that far but then they've got to try and wade their way through yeah. like 4,000 Bournemouth fans to get to the tunnel. I think, right, so if I was playing, if I was playing left back, right, bear with me on this one. Yeah. So if I was I'm, playing left sorry, back... Sorry, I'm just picturing you playing football again. It makes me yeah, smile. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cultured, I would say, would be the, the right word. Um, so if I was playing left back for, for um, Forest, right, and I had to get all the way over to the tunnel, which is right on the other side of the pitch, yeah. Right? I don't think I'd be asked. I literally think I would just walk up the steps yeah, in the stand. Go the stands, no yeah. I'd, go, I'd go around, and because... I don't know about you, but there's there's so many footballers. I watch a lot of football, but there's so many footballers that I don't know what they look like. Mm-hmm. Like, so if I was walking around the ground in like my full <laughs> kit, I just think Bournemouth fans would be looking at this Forest player going, 
Oh, he's taken that support a bit far, and he's wearing his boots tonight. <laughs> yeah, he's like a full kit wanker sort of thing. Yeah. And um, so, um, like you know, some people like walk it, like so walk it around. Like I was watching Arsenal West Ham last week, and like Rob Holding, like Rob Holding could walk past me in the street, and I wouldn't know who he was. The and entire Watford playing staff could yeah, walk past. Well, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. They could come. They could come right into your house, right, sing you a song, <laughs> yeah. and leave again. And you would you turn around to your wife and go, "Sorry, who was that?" Uh, no. you know I have, I, there's something about the Watford and as I've already said I yeah. write about modern day football for a living and yeah. I just don't know who they are and every time no. I see the team sheet I feel like there's three new players that I hadn't yeah, heard yeah. of previously yeah, exactly yeah exactly you I know, think that's old age possibly though and, and not collecting mm. the Panini sticker album or a Merlin sticker album that's I think a lot of how I used to know all the players no. because yeah. I used to have all the, all the stickers perhaps um, perhaps if you invade the pitch at Watford you'd get to know them a bit better. maybe maybe yeah, yeah. but uh, not going on on this again, but I, I also think of pitch invasions. Like there's something quite good, and I think better. This is terrible language by somebody. But I'm trying to explain how what I'm trying to yeah. watching your team celebrate on the pitch, just the team, yeah. like having won a big match. Yeah. Other than this big lump of people yeah. trying to get selfies and trying yeah. to film yeah, it maybe. and falling over and this melee. I'd rather see the players have their moment and celebrate yeah, the I fact s- that they've just. Yeah, had one promotion or won a cup or survived or whatever the circumstances, not finished twelfth. Yeah, I, I and that's that's yeah. And the other thing is like the um, I did a thing on the tavern recently about unwritten rules of football, like things that just happen, you know, that we all know happen. Yeah, and one of those things is a manager has to stand on the side of the touchline just before a pitch invasion starts and has to wave his hands frantically to his <laughs> yeah. players, saying, quick, quick, come in, yeah. right? And then he has to run down the tunnel himself. And then it's every man for himself after that. And that's the way pitch invasions should be. And that's the way they've always been. I agree with you that if you're going to finish mid-table, right, then don't invade the pitch. No. In fact, it's embarrassing. In, in fact, sit in your seat and just be quiet. Yeah, but exactly. If, if you've gained promotion or you've reached the playoffs or you've saved yourself from relegation... I mean, I can fully, I mean, we'll come on to this in a minute. I can probably fully see Goodison Park being full of people on the pitch if they stay up um, oh. and they've given themselves a chance. I think and, they'll be doing that before that. I think, I, I think yeah. they've, um, I think Leeds are the ones that need to be worried, but that's. Uh, uh, I mean, we, obviously we're going a bit too modern day at the minute, but I, yeah. I've actually got, so I looked at those fixtures on Match of the Day last week and I actually sort of sat this week, I sat down and worked out how many points I thought each team would get. And I worked out that I think they'll all get the same. Oh my god! What well, about the goal difference? Yeah, but then you go to goal difference. Thirty-eight yeah. points each, but Leeds' his goal difference is horrific. Yeah. So if it came to that, it would be Leeds that would actually drop. Yeah. Well, they shipped. I've shipped. Was it eleven to Man City alone this season? Yeah, I think it is. Exactly. Seven nil. Well, so four nil the other night. So that's, so. that's gonna that, that could eventually do for them. Yeah. Well, good luck hey to Forest in the in the playoffs. I feel like they're the most nineties team who will be in, I mean, we don't know yet because it's still a weekend to go and I've got yeah. family friends in Millwall's corner who are hoping for yeah. some sort of miracle turnaround. Um, 90s, um, I think we should probably mention the 90s potential game in, uh, well, it's not a potential game, it is happening in a League One, which is um, Sunderland and Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. which is game. absolutely huge. I mean, there's going to be 30, 40,000 plus at those two legs, which for, and then you don't get that in any other country, really. Two leagues below the top league, Forty thousand people turn up to a game. That's Is that the uh, the Emerson Tom derby? I would say so. Yeah, you just googled players. <laughs> I couldn't remember if he played for Sunderland or not. Yeah, yeah he did, I yeah. was like, I was just he played for Sunderland. He did yeah. in two thousand. Yeah, that's yeah. why. 
obviously yeah. my memory sort of blurs once yeah, we get you, to 2000 yeah. so yeah 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 the millennium bug kicks in with you yeah exactly is it football. whereas people say football was invented in 1992 my, my football ended in about 2001 yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> right after we're gonna take a little mini break here and then we are going to talk continue this theme actually we're going to talk about end of season and end of season things but in the 1990s join us on the other side of this before you get stuck into the brand new episode of alive and kicking i'm delighted to announce a partnership with the amazing footy devotion footy devotion have a brilliant range of t-shirts coasters prints and mugs all illustrated by the amazing team at Footy Devotion and inspired by the 1990s as well with a special range dedicated to Italian 90. And because you listen to Alive and Kicking, the original 1990s football podcast, you can get 10% off your order. Simply use the code AK90s at the checkout and you'll get 10% off. That's AK90s, so AK90S and 10% off your order. Jobs are good at Check out Footy Devotion on Twitter at Footy Devotion and the whole range. I've got a few myself. I've got the brilliant 3pm sweatshirt. I'm looking at a brilliant QPR print kit I've got on my wall. And there's loads and loads to choose from, from World Cups to clubs and many, many more. So check out Footy Devotion. And as always, keep it 90s. Hello and welcome back to Alive and Kicking. We've talked modern day football. That's just talk about what we're here to talk about. It's the 1990s football podcast, the original one indeed. And as we said in the intro there, it is that time of year again. It's the end of the season. Um, so we thought we'd take a look back and just pick out some highlights to the end of some of the seasons in the 1990s because there's some pivotal moments, there's some big dramas, there's some pitch invasions, rightfully so as well. Um but, Ed, I wanted to ask you first, and I think we, we kind of touched on this last week as well. Like, I always feel it's hard to explain, and I've, I know that you kind of know what I mean, and probably some of the listeners will as well. There's a different, I have a different feeling watching this type of football when it comes to kind of end of April, now we're obviously into May. And it's, yeah. I think it's that jeopardy. I think once there's actual proper jeopardy on football games, obviously there is throughout the season because there's always points on offer, but we're at the, you know, the business end, squeaky bum time, whatever kind of cliche label you want to put on it. But mm. I just, there's something about watching end of season football, no matter even as a neutral, it, it's it's a different vibe to it, isn't it? There certainly is. Um, I think anybody anybody who didn't get a maths GCSE suddenly becomes um, a mathematical expert and sort of yeah. looks at the table and says, well, if we beat so-and-so and they score seven and we let in five, uh, for example, then we might still make the playoffs or we'll stay up. And, you know, there's certain there's certain phrases that you hear at the end of the season, which you only ever hear at the end of the season. So as it stands, yeah. you very really hear, you know, if you're watching a game in mid-October, you don't you don't often hear as it stands, you know, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And you hear that all the time now. Yeah, if you watch, soccer, if you, watch order, you know, yeah. we're, exactly. We're two, we're two days away from sort of the next Soccer Saturday or whatever, you know, whatever show you watch or listen to on that day and you know that that's all you're going to hear you know as it stands uh you know qpr are not in the playoffs for example but well that's not going to change exactly yeah so um but 
in all seriousness, like it's it's end of season. I do I do love. I said this last week. I do love the end of the season at this time because the narrative does all start to knit together. You know, you know. Again, sorry, talk about modern day for a second, but you know, Luton Town, for example. I've got you know quite a few people um, follow the football tavern, Luton Town supporters. They lost seven nil the other night, and then suddenly they're looking over their shoulder when two weeks ago they looked quite comfy. And it's that, as you say, jeopardy that you are comfortable, and suddenly you're not comfortable. I mean, we're obviously going to talk about the nineties today, and there's often. Um, there's so many teams that either got relegated that weren't necessarily expecting it on even on the day, you know, just due to the way the results work out. Um, and that's what that's what I love about it. I think Jeopardy is probably the probably the best the best word for it. And if you're not directly involved in it, like to sit back and watch it unfold is brilliant. It is. You know, it it's, it's, that's what we watch it for. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, it leads yeah. it all leads up to this. Yeah. And I love match of the day on final day when it's the yeah. only time of the season where you don't get the, the like full blogger highlights. You get that yeah. weird program where they go back and forth to yeah. if they're concentrating yeah. on the education battle or the title race. And yeah. we've already seen it during the day because I, I think very few people don't watch the final day, but still like all of us still yeah. watch match of the day. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then there's then there's always the like the montage at the oh, end. Yeah. Um, so Stu put one on Stu yeah, flashbacks. Yeah. yeah, and it was like it was like Radiohead. It was yeah. like really? I mean, could have come up with something better than that. Yeah, it's not opinion, quite the. Well, that wasn't the season of that. Yeah, it would have been the season of Arsenal were boring, boring Arsenal and the hot stuff. That's what you yeah. want. That was the song yeah. of the of their exactly. Season, so, um, but uh, yeah, I realise we're complaining about the TV production from twenty two <laughs> years ago or twenty four years ago. But um, but yeah, so you know, so like end, it right there. Yeah. So end end of end of season jeopardy. That is definitely the way it should the way it should be, and that's why we all enjoy it because it all leads to all roads lead to here. Yeah, I'd also well, I say I like it. I also don't like it because I'm weird like this. That you also get at the end of the season, if it's especially final day. A little sneak peek of what, of what kits they might be wearing the following. Oh, yeah, very much so. I mean, that's your. I like, but then I don't yeah. like because I'm almost like, no, 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 I don't want to see you in that kit yet. That's next yeah. season. Like, yeah. I want to see you next season in that kit. I used to hate it when, and this happened actually for the, I think, well, from the first time that I remember, 1991 FA Cup final, Tottenham right. wore their brand new kit oh. the following season, which I oh, think okay. was wrong because you. You've reached that cup final in your. This is so dandy. Yeah. But that's your that kit has been that season, the 1990-91 season is that top kit. If you get to the cup final, you should wear that kit. And they always remember they wore their new. Uh, Now now you've said that that I do remember that because I was going to say it was late nineties that that started to become a thing, but I think that was more uh, end last home game of the season type thing and. I don't even agree with that, to be honest. I mean, why? I mean, I, I'm not big, you know, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of kits like you are, but like, why play 37 gate or, you know, 19 home games or 18 home games, right, in the one kit? And then you play the last home game in a different one. What's the point other than obviously you're trying to sell a kit? Yeah. But people but people buy it anyway. People buy it anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know, people, see, people do buy it. Anyway. Click through match and shoot, and we want to see the new kit in one of those weird yeah. ads. Like, exactly. Yeah. We don't exactly. want to see it last day. We don't want to see it in some weird social media video. Yeah. Um, by the way, the Liverpool kit for next season was launched this morning. I'm going back to modern day as we speak. And it's so plain and so boring. What are you doing at night? You're clearly having half days. Anyway, <laughs> that's talking about it. Yeah. What's the first? I mean, I think if we're talking 90s and end of season, I think I think the easiest go-to place to start with is the most obvious 
from both ends of the table. And, mm. they're, and they're two things that we've definitely spoke about on this show before. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not hiding anything by saying we had a Blackburn, I'm, we had a Blackburn fan on here before speaking about the title race of 1994, 95. And obviously that final day, I think in terms of, I think, you know, we'll talk about 99 as well, which was close, but that was, the, that was our kind of last day drama title race wise of the 90s. Yeah. I don't think anything kind came quite as close as that, you know, 89 obviously had yeah. Liverpool um, on that final day, but 95, we know the story, you know, the both teams going into the final day, Liverpool, Blackburn at Anfield with Kenny Douglas and that connection. Yeah. Man United basically hitting every single part of the goal at Upton Park, apart from the back of the net. Andy Cole having a nightmare. I mean, that's a yeah. day. Oh, without 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 doubt. I mean, 94-95 to me is an amazing title. It's an amazing title race just due to the fact that the way um, Blackburn were a great side and you kind of wanted them to win, even though they'd spent quite a bit of money, they were still considered an underdog in comparison to a great like Man United who were going for three in a row. And I mean, I remember that day quite clearly because um, I think it was the first time that Sky had shown two football games at the same time um, because they had Sky Sports 1 and Sky Sports 2. I'm fairly confident that yeah, they that they showed the two. So they showed the two games so you could flick, flick between them. But I remember we watched in our house, we watched... Um, we watched Liverpool Blackburn, and of course, when Redknapp's free kick hits, you all kind of look at each other and think, like, you know, crikey, you know, this is this is just handed the title to to Man United. But obviously, their game finishes early, and they're like the famous scenes. I think it's some random bloke jumps out of the crowd and hugs yeah. Kenny Oh yeah, yeah. And then, like, when you're watching like Premiership years, you're like Tony Gale's there, and then you remember like yeah. Tony Gale was there, and like suddenly Shearer and Sutton are hugging on the pitch. It's, it is a great. It is a great moment from that decade. It's it's still, I think it's actually my favourite ever last day, and I include that. I include that um, Aguero moment and all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I wouldn't say it was better, obviously, because of drama. I thought you're probably not going to get too many Aguero moments in life, but for in, for in terms of a story from where Blackburn came to within three years, they came up at the start of the Premier League you know, 1992, and within three years, they were they were champions. Now, nowadays, on Twitter and all that sort of stuff, they get a lot of grief for buying the league, um, which essentially is pretty much almost what they yeah what they did. But the story is, yeah. yeah, the story itself. I mean, I can remember Blackburn starting with um, putting a bid in for Gary Lineker before he went to Grand Passat when they were in the mid-table yeah. of um, what is now the championship, and everyone sort of going, Blackburn? Like, you almost forgot they existed. And... Um, and then suddenly, within within that short space of time, they were they were champions. So that was a, that was a great um, last day of the season. I mean, as you say, you've you've covered it before, and no doubt we'll we'll cover it again. But um, I just remember the Man United fans on the radio as well. That's always yeah, that for me yeah. wanted uh, sorry the Liverpool fans on the radio that wanted their yeah. team to lose. Like they yeah, you know, the, which was the passion at that point between Liverpool and Man United. I'm I'm not saying it's not as Sort of high as it is now, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. But I'm not from those parts, so I couldn't say I couldn't compare. But it yeah. was quite, you know, that, that it was closer to them being the, some sort of level playing field, and they really didn't want mm. United to win another league. And they, they well, yeah, I mean, to Andrew that day, and I think obviously with Kenny being there as well, it would yeah. take them out to say, well, no, it's Kenny's. You know, he's our boy. He's a Liverpool player through and through, Liverpool legend, whatever. Exactly. So that, that, I remember listening to the radio and hearing those voices and thinking, oh, that, you know, wanting my team to lose. I mean, 
it's yeah. a strange thing, but it was such the the rivalry between United and Liverpool, especially at that time. It, that always sticks out for me. And yeah, it's, it's it's a strange it's a strange position. And you often well not often, but you do get those actually at the end of the season where you, there is a kind of a feeling that you want one team to win, and it might have, you know if your team has a part to play, you might actually end up wanting them to drop points, which sounds ridiculous because Liverpool weren't going to go no. anywhere up or down really. And, but also in terms of Liverpool, so there's two things. One, you say it's sort of unique that they wanted their own team to lose. But two, it was still quite raw for Liverpool that United was suddenly in with a shout of winning three leagues in a row because it was only five years previous and a few years previous to that in the last 10 years that Liverpool were the team, the top dog. Yeah. And suddenly there they are cheering on another football team in their own backyard so that Manchester United don't win the league. That's a very, very, I mean, if someone would have said that to somebody in 1985, that in a decade's time, Liverpool will be cheering on Blackburn. You, you, that's the way football can move that fast. Yeah. Um, I, I remember Blackburn playing Liverpool in an FA Cup tie. I think that was before yeah. they got promoted. Yeah. Liverpool, I think it was first time, I think it was first sort of season of Darglish's reign. I just got that vague memory yeah. of that. They were a second division team. and That's right. And the, the, the halves were slightly lighter than they'd go on to be. Yeah. Um, in the mid 90s as well um but i mentioned 99 there as well and i know this is something you've said to me before ed and mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier as a title race i think the main eye blackburn one was great and you know and we, you know you talk about the main eye newcastle ones were probably more heated but given you know the famous keegan you know yeah. love it if we beat them and stuff. yeah that we never had a final day between united and newcastle because united had always won it yeah uh, united and arsenal though come 1999 that I mean, I we used to have a mutual friend who used to say that Arsenal should have stopped the the treble, basically at least in two yeah. facets of that treble. Yeah, true. Absolutely. Like they obviously the famous FA Cup semi final, they the way United yeah. one Giggs scored that overrated goal, and, yeah. and then sorry, sorry, yeah. all right, lads. Um, and then the title race, which went down right, not kind of the last day. United were kind of you, you expected them to beat Spurs, which I mean I, I know they went behind, but. You did expect them to win. Um, it was that I always remember that Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank header for them. Yeah. Kind of yeah. that was that, the moment, wasn't it? That was almost that was almost the the deciding moment before it yeah. even got got to that Sunday. But for me, I still think that that was the best title race between two between two teams going right down to the last day of the season. Um, I know Liverpool and Man City are doing it now, and they did it. Two or three years ago, where it went, they're doing it nicely as well, aren't they? There's the, no the difference. There's no need between Liverpool and City. Yeah, but well, it's not just that, and but I th- yeah, there is that. It's all a bit too friendly, a bit too yeah. huggy. But also, also, it's almost like it's got a bit too, um, for want of a better phrase, it's almost got too foreign in the fact that you almost a bit like Barcelona around Madrid were back in the day. You expect them both to just win every game between now and yeah. the end of the season. So to use your favourite word again, Jeopardy, there's no real, you're not expecting Man City or Liverpool to really slip up. Whereas back in 99, it was all a little bit closer. And as you say, Arsenal went to Wellham Road with three or four days to go. And Hasselbank, um, Hasselbank uh, scored, but there was a, there was a few other games where Man United came sailed a bit too close to the wind. I think I've got I've got one against Villa, I think, in my in my head about a week or so before the end of the season. And then of course, again, you've got a, a end of season scenario. You've got Arsenal fans wanting Tottenham to win. Yeah. And actually cheering. There was there are pick, you know, there are, you know, it's it's a, it's a fact there are scenes of Arsenal fans cheering a Tottenham goal 
at Highbury whilst their game was going on. And what with George Graham being there as well, it was even weirder. And uh, so I think, you know, I think that for me was still one of the greatest title wins ever, but also obviously, you know, culminated in United winning the treble and all that sort of stuff. But again, fine margins if Burkamp doesn't miss that penalty at the park or Vieira doesn't give the ball away or maybe the Arsenal defence slightly better, etc, etc, etc. United could end up with one trophy and not not three, you know, because, you know, it might not propel them on to do what they did um, in Munich. But I just, yeah, I just think that was, for me, I just love that last day of the season. I thought that was real drama, that one. Um, I mean, Andy Cole's goal is underrated. Yeah, totally. I love a lob. Yeah, is one of the underrated skills of football. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just that; it's the way it's the way he sort of brought it down, controlled it, and still managed to lob the keeper yeah. all at the same time with the defenders kind of breathing, breathing down a, his neck. A thread on Twitter a few weeks ago that what tries to find the difference between a lob, a chip, and a scoop. Right, uh, and Andy Cole is very much a lob for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a scoop for me is Carol Baborski Euro '96. That is a scoop yeah. of a goal. Yeah, chip. I'm trying to find a chip. What would be a chip? What is the best example of a chip goal? Can, probably Cantona's against Cantona Sunderland. Sunderland. Yes, yeah. thank you. So, yeah. for anyone who wants that clarification, we've just done it, and we've used nineties goals, so we've yeah. stayed until our. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah. Again, it was never going to be anything. But, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I think I think that was in terms of title races in the nineties. You've got them two that come right down to the last day of the season. Both obviously involved Man United. Um, again, involved, I mean, they're all going to involve Man United pretty much, aren't they? In that decade, well, well, the I mean. Thing, yeah, the two you I mentioned was 91-92 and then 92-93. Yeah. So 91-92, Leeds won. It wasn't the final day. It was a, no. of a was it week, maybe? maybe two yeah, a week or so before, before yeah. A midweek game. It was the match. It was Elton Wellsby. United yeah. lost to Liverpool. And yeah. they went they went live via satellite to yeah. Chapman's house. Yeah, exactly, they're all, yeah. Well, they're uh, all sitting uh, on the sofa and it's him, yeah. Eric Cantar, yeah. David Batty. Uh, and one Gary upper. McAllister, well, I looked at yeah. it earlier to make sure. What's funny yeah. about the image, well, there's many things that's funny about the image, but is that I think Lee, Eric and David, like I know them, they're all in the tracksuits, but Gary McAllister, yeah. like his mum's told him to dress up for the occasion. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in a club suit, like I'm yeah. you know, like just lounging yeah. around watching the football in a club <laughs> suit. He rings, he rings his mum up before and she yeah. says, well, if you're going around to that Leslie Ash's house for dinner, then uh, you have to dress up in your Sunday best. Well, as, long as, Tony and, as long as Tony's there, because he's the real yeah. Leslie Ash. Exactly. So. <laughs> Maybe a reference for anyone who doesn't get that. Yeah. Um, but that, that always, I always think of that. And then Elton Wellsby tries to talk in a French accent to Eric Cantor. I think he's with Dennis yeah. Law in the studio. Yeah. So that that, yeah. always, that always sticks out to me. And then the following season when it was United and Villa, and this kind of, yeah. kind of linked to the other end of the table, what we'll talk about in a minute. It was yeah. Villa's defeat the week before, I think it was the week before. The, the week before, the yeah. yeah. This... Uh, to Oldham Athletic, poor Oldham yep. Athletic. We should call them now. We've just oh, yeah. um, they, they lost. I think it was Nick Henry who scored the goal. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, and what that... was you know what's I mean we we, talk, we talked about what what happened to Liverpool in terms of you know football changes very quickly. I mean this is twenty nine years ago, but it doesn't feel that long ago yeah. to me. But that now that Oldham are no longer in the football league, I mean that's incredible. But that that escape that they had that wig is 
without doubt, I think, the greatest escape in Premier League history that isn't, but it's never mentioned. I know, do you, I look, and, and this is part, I feel quite responsible for this as well, because I looked at it earlier to, when we were talking, I did some research, and you forget what they had to do in yeah. that leading to the last season, who they had to beat. Yeah. So they had to, they had to win three out of three games to even have a chance. Yeah, let's get nine games. points. To get nine points to even have a chance to it to to get uh, uh, to finish and survive the Premier League first Premier League season, so yeah. they had to play Villa, who were going for the Championship, yeah. Liverpool, albeit a Liverpool team that weren't quite a Liverpool yeah. team of the last few seasons, but they are Liverpool, and yeah. then Southampton on the last day, which I, okay doesn't seem too yeah, fine, but when you got a guy like Matt Letizia who was very much involved in the game as well, exactly, you yeah. never know. But they won all three games. Yeah, three one against Liverpool as well. Absolutely played yeah. on to survive that first yeah. season. I, I always remember that image of Joe Royal off the bench, you know, yeah. in the air, fists clenched. Yeah, Q, that, before the pitch invasion and cue Joe Royal doing that whole get off the yeah, pitch, Lance the pitch, um, yeah. sign. Um, that Southampton game is bonkers because they were. Yeah, they, they were. They were. If I remember rightly, they were four. I think they were four one up, yeah. right? And then suddenly it was like four two, four three, and it was like, oh my god, like are they going to hang on? But then on the flip side, so they stay up and you've got the scenes at Oldham where I think they do invade the pitch. But, you know, so all that happiness. And then it, it sort of panned to, I think it was Steve Coppel in this like really old sort of 90s sort of coat. You know, like a... You know, like, like it, yeah, love yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name. It was like... Yeah. yeah, it was like some sort of really sort of, you know, obscure. Um, and then he looked incredibly depressed because Palace has gone down and nobody's really expected Palace to go down, especially because they'd been doing so well. And I think their downfall was when they probably started selling Ian Wright and the likes. Um, but, and of course, Koppel then leaves. But everyone doesn't realise at the time that he's then going to come back about 17 times to manage <laughs> Palace. So it it wasn't that much of a... I still think he should be in the odds. Whenever Vieira goes, I really hope someone to just mock him yeah. Steve Copper or the. Yeah, I'd, I'd the stick a tenner on. I'd stick a tenner on Steve Copper. Yeah, if he, even if he was, you know, eighty-five, yeah. I would still stick I, a tenner I don't on. Know him. How old he is these days? But yeah, I'm well, yeah, for a long time. He's uh, probably they, younger they, than Roy Hodgson. Yeah, they they thought they were safe though. I was watching yeah. something. Oh, they they did a they did a uh, so the week before they played Ipswich, they beat them and they thought yeah. they were safe and they did a lap of honour around Selhurst yeah. Park. Uh, you see. They were safe. There's another no. thing I always think is shit as well. If you're yeah. finishing <laughs> mid-table and yeah. you do a lap of honour, it's just yeah. like everyone's like... Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Very, yeah. very like sort of yeah. slow, slow hand clap. Thanks for coming, lads. But, you know, if we could sell you and you and you... <laughs> yeah, I won't be there. And, you won't and, be there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And you point to the manager. Friday, last Friday night when the manager wasn't going to be there, Charlie Austin's yeah. not going to be there. So yeah, exactly. Precisely, um, yeah. yeah. They lost... To Arsenal on the last day, and Ian Wright scored as well. I yeah, mean, I know. Uh, yeah, into the wounds. It's but no, yeah. it, it it was an absolute. It was a great escape, and as you say, I mean, I know you've got a lot of Oldham fans in the tavern. It's yeah, going down to the whatever it's called now. I always still call it national, the, the conference, but the national yeah. league or whatever it's called. It's not the 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 death it kind of used to be because. No. It's happened to teams like Notts County have been down there. Uh-huh. Teams that we were used to seeing. Well, Luton were down there. Luton eight, eight, nine yeah, years ago. And look at them now, they, you know, exactly. things go but, Saturday. But I have to say, and I'm sorry to depress the Oldham lads listening, because I know there will be a few, um, it is incredibly difficult to get out of the National League yeah. and you've got... A, well, there's only two you, spots as well, isn't it? Yeah, but, but you also have to be careful that actually the standard is very good in that league. And 
if you notice, every year a team comes up, they almost seem to be in the top six of, of League Two, like the momentum carries them through. And Oldham have to just be that little bit careful that they don't fall even further behind and actually end up down the relegation end of the, the conference. That's cheered them up, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, thanks for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, good luck, Oldham. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, well, we're, seriously, good luck because, yeah, it's you know, they are the first Premier League team that you must have to, to have gone out of the Football League. Yeah, so it's, incre- it's, it's incredible. I mean, I the, that, fact that, the fact that it's, yeah, I mean, the fact that it has actually taken 30 years for that yeah. to happen, I suppose, is not um, the end of the world, but it obviously is for, is for Oldham. But, um, you know, I, don't, I generally, you know, they are really, really nice people and I do wish them all the best. Yeah. Um, talking of escapes as well, I mean, the, the following season as well oh. weren't as lucky. Um, they, I mean, this is another one that you say that doesn't get talked about. On the last day of 1993-94, six teams were involved. Right. Is it as many as that? In the relegation battle. Six teams. If results had gone, as you say, if you're a mathematics, everyone's getting out there, you know, calculators trying to work out what, what's going to yeah. happen. But you had Swindon, who, right, Swindon were already down, so we can't yeah. really count them. Yeah. Oldham, Sheffield United, Ipswich, Southampton and Everton. And, and the story wow. always comes out that it's Everton's story because yes. they're the, in inverted quotes, bigger club of the yeah. city. Sure. Um, they could have gone down. Um, and it's it's uh, Joe Royal again, his dogs of war, Barry Horn, uh, Graham Stewart. It's that result against Wimbledon that eventually keeps them up. Q pitch invasion again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was a top, another top. This is a proper match today. Let's go here. Let's go there. Because... Sheffield United were the ones that were going to stay up, but then Mark yeah. Steen decided that he, he was going to have a fun at the, in the Chelsea game, and I think he yeah. scored a last minute. I think it's last minute winner, wasn't it? For I think it was, yeah. And and so yeah, I mean Sheffield United themselves were, um, you know, they weren't even in the bottom three. I don't think at any any point either. It was either that season or even on that day they were not in the I think bottom that three. Day, sure, I'm not sure about the season, they, but yeah, yeah. And they 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 found themselves relegated. I don't think their fans necessarily expected it to happen and that just shows you what relegation can do because once they went we didn't see them again for about 10-15 years in the in the Premier League and um, you know and that Everton scene I think that was a match of the day sort of it was like a, an editor's dream on match of the yeah. day when those two those two Everton fans run on the pitch and they sort of kneel in the centre circle and sort of hug each other like some sort of scene from Romeo and Juliet or something like yeah. that but they just they just seemed they, you know it was like a it was like a proper pit invasion I mean the Barry Horn goal in that game is Bella. absolute belter. Yeah. Now, you know, Graham Stewart's goals, uh, not quite sure where to go with this one. Uh, it seemed a bit simple to me. Um, but, uh, you know, not, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, trying to imply that any foul play was... I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. At the end of the day, Wimbledon collapsed in the second. Let's just say, you know, Wimbledon collapsed in the second half and, and, and Everton took advantage of that. And, you know, they've been in the Premier League ever since. And there's a chance in a couple of weeks' time that they might not be. Um, but, you know, that, that is one of the... If you, if you were to think of a great escape act of the 90s, then you would say Everton. Yeah. Although I, would, I think I would do it, Mr. I think, think yeah those three weeks yeah no sorry yeah no I think no sorry I do think Oldham is the one as in the best one yeah. but if, if I was if I was to say to somebody just like picking oh, this case they, they, yeah they, they would yeah. they would probably they would probably move towards that one I know it was yeah, a long time ago but or a bigger club they had a bigger profile I mean they obviously yeah. they did it again in 97 it weren't quite as dramatic because they um I think they drew with 
Who did they? No, 98, sorry. So they drew in Coventry on the last day to avoid relegation. Bolton went down yeah. after they lost to Chelsea, which again, they were close. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't feel as close and it hasn't been, it, time hasn't made it more dramatic. But, you know, there, there was two points in the 90s where we could have seen the end of Everton and people, you know, they talk about it now, like, oh, Everton going down. But, uh, you know, they came close in, in the 90s on two yeah. occasions. So, exactly. Well, yeah, I was going to say, not not to jump straight to the to the one, the second occasion, because I know there's probably a few things in between that we can talk about. But even the second one we came right down to goal difference. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's that old adage that, you know, I think the ball crossed the line in the Reebok Stadium in, like, August time and... That was the difference, but actually the difference was probably the 30-odd games between that. I mean, Bolton had enough chances to, to sort of rectify that one yeah. mistake by a referee. And I never right. really, yeah, yeah. I never really but, thought that if we'd only yeah, done this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but if you'd only won more football matches, like that is the yeah, point. It, you, you know, the old adage is the table never lies. And yeah, precisely. 1997, yeah, they were docked three points for from other reasons. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it doesn't lie. So... Yeah. That, you know, it's like um, it, it's like you know, like last night's game, you know, Real Madrid and Man City. Man City were going mad that it was only three minutes stoppage time yeah. at the end of extra time. But you've had 120 minutes plus another 90 at home to see him off. That three minutes isn't going to make that much of a difference. Yeah. So, but you know, so it's it's that it's that sort of feeling. But so Everton have Everton sailed really really close to the wind twice in the 90s. They haven't really sailed that close to it until now. Yeah. Um, two weeks ago, I thought they were going to go completely, but now I'm not so sure. But, you know, they did a great job surviving in 94. I just think in 97, uh, sorry, not 97, 98, I think their team was just rubbish, but Bolton were just worse. Yeah. If that yeah. sort of makes sense. Like Everton were horrific that season. Um, and how they didn't go down, I don't know. Well, I just the fact that Bolton was just that ever so slightly yeah, worse. Scored less goals or conceded more goals. Ex- ex- exactly, yeah. I mean, of course, the 97 season, you can still see Janino crying on the pitch at yes. Ellen Road. Um, and the fact that Coventry had stayed up um, instead of Borough. I mean, obviously, you mentioned Borough lost that three points, but Coventry did as well. And they stayed up by winning at, winning at Spurs, which also saw... Um, Sunderland go down but I mean that was another good day that wasn't necessarily as as on TV or as as covered as as some of the other great relegations that I seem to remember but I mean Coventry and Southampton they became perennial kind of survivors through that whole decade didn't they you think every season they would they'd struggle they'd be tipped and then we might not have been last day although Coventry obviously was in 97 but they just find a way much like how Burnley have this season and they're not out of it yet but they've found a way to to survive Catches up with you. I mean, catch, I was going to say it does catch up eventually because you you, you turn around the you can almost turn around at the end of the nineties. Look at Coventry and Southampton and just go, are you are you uh, are you still here? Yeah, like, you know, yeah, are you are you what, how are you both still here? But they somehow managed to keep themselves relevant and managed to buy it and get the right players in to actually keep themselves up. And Coventry and uh, Coventry actually ended the nineties quite strongly with like the likes of Robbie Keane and. Yeah. and um, Chippo and Hedgie and, and yeah. stuff like Huckabee and stuff, yeah. So they, they ended this, they ended the decade quite strongly. Whereas, you know, but the the relegation, um, you know, the relegation and, and promotions actually we haven't really touched on on promotions too much. But there's, you know, there's a lot of last day drama, um, and as I say, that's what I think we live for to take it from the start of the season, where each game is obviously all relevant, but at this point in time, they all feel incredibly relevant 
Yeah, they did. Um, I, I also know. get a feeling like when you watch, like I think of the 97-98 season and, and that Arsenal team that pretty much stormed to the league in that second half mm. of the campaign. Like I remember yeah. watching games from them and how just focused and brilliant they were that you watched the game and you just felt it was just every bit was just another little yeah. step to them winning the league. Like even, yeah. it didn't matter who played as well. They brought in Christopher Ray, they brought in Nicholas. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone was... Even, um, Dave Seaman was injured and they brought in Alex Manninger, yeah. who no one had ever like, heard of. There's the yeah. other side to the end of the season where you see a team so relentlessly brilliant or so and so focused on winning the league that there's, yeah. there's something quite nice. To, I know it doesn't bring us a title race, which we all love on the end of the day, uh, the, after that yeah. season, but something I quite like watching that. And, and, and in the same token, I always like watching a trophy parade. Like, yeah. if I've got no dog in the race which is a QPR fan is very yeah. rare that I do yeah. unless um, it's top London club 92-93 exactly yeah well it should have been the trophy for and the parade and everything yeah. else but I quite I always like the trophy bit like it's like at the end of whatever you think of the team and you know yeah. I didn't like Maynard because it was the in thing yeah. to do I was a kid it was like you don't like yeah. Maynard that was a thing but once they yeah. come to lift the trophy I loved that scene and I still kind of get that kind of kick out of it now watching a team lift yeah. the trophy I mean I, I don't like some of the ways they do it now at Wembley it still should be in the raw box the fact that it's on the pitch or do you know mm. what really annoys me this is a modern day football thing I know like, what you're going to say go on right go on I'm gonna, can I guess go on guess right so your modern day thing that you hate is the captain going up last to collect the trophy yes right yeah I agree a melee of agree. players that don't know yeah. where to stand and don't know yeah. where, and it's all ju- and then you get random yeah. like third choice keeper in yeah. the, in the main shot David Maying it just yeah. like, no, what was yeah. wrong with the traditional FA Cup yeah. League Cup way? Captain yeah. first, lift the trophy, then yeah. they'll do it What after that. Yep. You don't show them all on telly or whatever. Absolutely. I don't understand Absolutely. this horrible melee in the middle of a box. It's so annoying. Absolutely. Do you feel better for that? Yes. Do you feel better for getting that out of your system? I've, I've said it on Twitter before and, and you know, the, the yeah. 90s army agree with me and it's not going to change, yeah. but... You know, and, and I respect I respect you. I said to you during the week, I respect you last week for saying to an FA employee that um, <laughs> FA Cup semi-finals shouldn't be at Wembley. I mean, Guy Whittingham doesn't really care, probably, but it just I just thought it was funny that he, yeah. he's employed his employer. Well, what Guy does care about Mitrovic beating his yeah. How very dare he? Yeah, I know, I know. But yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, what? Uh, also, sorry, just to say, you said you were talking about Arsenal, and you were saying that how. A team just gets, just gets it together group, towards yeah, the end yeah. of the season. They 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 pull it together. They pull all the results together, and suddenly, you know, I mean, we talk about Oldham, right? So Oldham in ninety two ninety three were obviously not very good because they were in the bottom three. I mean, you're not you're not in the bottom three by accident. By by the end of the season, if you're still there, then you're not having a great a great time thing. But then, how do you suddenly pull it out that you start playing like Brazil and you yeah. basically feel invincible and you beat everyone because if they'd have played like that a few times earlier in the season, then you'd assume that things would be okay. I'll tell you the perfect example of this from a fan point of view. We, mm. in the 97-98 season, keep our were atrocious and we had to bring back Jerry Francis because we were that bad. Right. We needed right. On the last day of the season, we beat Crystal Palace 6-0 to survive right. in, the, in yeah. the old first division. And I think right. Berry had to win 5-0 or something like that. And they actually did. And we had to lose, which is not great for Berry fans, but it's one of those yeah. works. And everyone was going mad. George Colescar had even scored a goal. He's one of those John Jensen type players who never scores a goal. Yeah. But I was just, part of me was really annoyed. Like, if you can do this on a, yeah. on a yeah, when it matters on the last day, and I mean, given, you know, Palace were, were bad, they had nothing to play for, give them all yeah. on the beach cliches or what you want. 
you know, Chris on on, on the on the beach. Yeah, yeah well, that's the, another yeah, end of season that, thing. Chris Cuomo looked like Thierry Henry. It was just yeah. It was, yeah. But I was annoyed. Like, why can't? Why have you sat me through dross all season to show on the last yeah. day? You look Tony Scully looks like Ryan Giggs. You've got. Chris yeah. Kawab, yeah, and yeah, so I, it's, it is definitely that jeopardy, yeah. that word will come yeah. back again, just creates yeah. a different mindset, doesn't it, at the end of the season, yeah. and it's great That's for neutral, and it's great if you're on the right end of it, like we were that day, and very sadly wouldn't, and some of the teams we've spoke about here that hasn't been on the on the right end of it. Was there, uh, was there a pitch invasion? Oh, yeah, there was definitely a pitch invasion, but as I said earlier, that we had, I think Jerry Francis and some of the team came out uh, yeah. the director's box so there was something to look at and cheer and chant I think Jerry took his right. top off which we, you know well you yeah know. obviously you and know that's best matches the mullet well it did in 1998 yeah. I'm sure if it does now but yeah I might I might google that it's probably under tractors to bring this around to modern day but um just on that then to 97 you say 97 98 so you had to you had to you had to win yeah we had to beat right that, yeah so so was it that Jamie Pollock owned goal the week before was it the week before against Man? Was that Man City QPR? Yeah, that, that, that helped us survive in the league. Yeah. So that it was, it was almost that. Yeah, it was that goal that almost kicked you on then to that six 0 The best own goal of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that is that is well, I'd, I still think it's Lee Dixon's, but you know that's a different yeah, that's a classic commentary. He um, won a poll. I don't know who did this poll amongst QPR fans to the greatest Briton or the greatest man that ever lived. He was first above Jesus. In a poll, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what poll that was. It's uh, it's written in a book called the QPR Miscellany, written by a, a someone oh. close here that's uh, written that a few years ago. But, yeah. Oh, very good, someone close. Yeah, someone close. Yeah. Um, um, but just just mentioning Jesus, just briefly, I've um, just finished um, Gavin Peacock's book. Oh, good. I haven't managed to to, to get, I have had it here. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 decent. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, very it's decent. It's, it's a different. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is very different. There's a lot of um, yeah. There's sort of a lot of uh, sort of preacher talk in it as well. And stuff. Yeah, I'll have to get. I'll have to read that. I'll have to definitely get stuck into bit of Gavin Peacock. Um, yeah. Ed, before we go, I, th- I mean, we could be here all day talking about end of season things, like you say, we haven't talked about promotion and cup finals, but maybe yeah. we'll save that and maybe do those. Yeah, definitely. In the next definitely. few weeks, uh, get a guest or two on as well. Um, I've got, I've got one, just one of the back of my head. There's probably um, Oldham fans that are probably screaming at this right now because their end of season with Sheffield Wednesday and West Ham to get up to, uh, oh, been the, the, the last day, yeah, the last day of the season where Neil Redfern scores a penalty and and the place explodes and they were two 0 down and all that sort of stuff. But I almost think that that season can be a show by itself. What, what, what we could do a promo- we've never done a promotion we've done a playoff episode but maybe let's yeah. look at doing the teams that got promoted and how they got promoted maybe yeah. we'll put some do that before in the next couple of weeks as we wind down this in, in the real world in in 2022 yeah. Um, so yeah we'll look forward to that and uh, yeah we've got a few guests as well a few irons yeah. in the fire a few 90s names uh, yeah. we mentioned guy Whitson. thank you very much for joining us on last episode it, uh, went any down uh, any any update on a uh, double r robert rosario I have made contact. Oh, well, now goes by the name Bobby Rosario. So he he's chirped it up a bit in his uh, his later days. He has right. been in contact. He has replied. Wow. Uh, we are now trying to find a date. So the challenge mm. to find him was pretty quick um, yeah. and pretty painless. So yeah. now it's the challenge to convince him to come on. So watch this yeah. space. We may get a favourite of the football tavern, Robert mm. Rosario. Somebody somebody said to me on Twitter yesterday uh, from Belfast that there's a team in Belfast, like a youth team, 
called uh, Rosario FC. And I know there's probably, I think there is one in Argentina as well. So they're my new, uh, they're my new favourite team. Your new token team, brilliant. Yeah. Um, but talking to your Twitter account, if people want to get involved and have a pint in the tavern, where can they go, Mr Chambers? At at Tavern Football. Uh, we got over um, to, we got over the line of 7,000 last week. So that's really good. Um, thanks to everyone for continuing to, to follow and join in the um, joining the merriment really so thanks very much good stuff and as always follow AK90s at AK90s on Twitter um, don't bother the Instagram feed because we're all locked out of it so just follow us on Twitter and we'll be back soon with more 90s fun on the original 1990s football podcast he's been Ed Chambers I've been Ash Rose this is Alive and Kicking until next time keep it 90s <laughs> <laughs>